Koshian Cast, the weekly sports anime fan podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me today is a very special guest, Matt. Hi. Alright, so today we're going to be doing our review for the first season of Days, the soccer <sighs> anime that everyone's been talking about. Um, really? Has everyone been talking about this, Matt? Well, <laughs> we've been talking <laughs> about it for a very long time. Somehow we've spent the last six months talking about it between the two of us. <laughs> yeah, it's taken up about a half a year of our lives somehow. I know. Anyway, so before we get into the editorializing, um, do you want to talk briefly about your introduction to this show and any expectations you had coming into it? Okay, so I got introduced to it by you, actually. Mm -hmm. Because I, this was back when we first had the idea of Koshian Cast just uh, swimming around in our little heads. Um, you had you had mentioned to me about this soccer show that was just starting up uh, over the summer called Days. And we watched it, and I liked the first episode well enough, and you did too. And I kind of dropped it for a little bit, and then I remember a few weeks later, later I got a message from you, and you were like... Matt, you have to watch this. Yeah. Like, you just have to see what happens with this series. And I couldn't really quite understand where you were coming from. Because you're not generally the type of guy who likes to hate watch things. Yeah, I. it's not something I've done traditionally. But, um, I don't know, something about this, I liked the fact that it sort of, I got to watch it fall apart. Um, I, I watched it because I, you know, the same reason that we started this podcast was that I had gotten really into sports anime, and so whenever there was a new one coming out, I would like to check it out, um, and somehow this one just, just tickled me as being, uh, a sports anime that was doing some of the thing, it was doing all the things that a sports anime was supposed to do, but it wasn't doing any of them well, and so it was just, right. it was just failing. It was, it was, it wasn't that it was, I get frustrated with sports anime when they're cynical or, you know, they use the sports thing as a way to do other creepy stuff. This wasn't that. It was right. just very ineffective at doing everything it tried to do. And I thought it, it was kind of enjoyable. So I, I got into it. It was something I ended up looking forward to. Probably after six months, it started, the, the appeal of the hate watch started to wane somewhat. <laughs> um... But anyway, yeah. anyway, the uh, so the, the show so, and, the, and the plot, such as it is, uh, centers on a, a high school freshman named Sakamoto, who is kind of a nerd. He's not athletic. He's never played sports before. But one day he get he plays a pickup game with this uh, this other freshman who's a soccer star with long flowing golden hair uh, named Kazuma. Um, and he ha and Sakamoto has so much fun playing this pickup game that he decides he wants to play uh, soccer forever. He wants to take every opportunity to play this amazing game that he's been exposed to, which isn't that unusual of a premise for a sports anime. Um, and it really follows his development, where he starts training really hard, and he gets in shape, and he starts to learn how to play soccer, and he makes it onto the team, and the, the different games they that he plays with Seiseki, who's a pretty good soccer team. Um, and they initially compete in the inter-high, and they lose in the prefectural finals because of Tsukamoto missing a shot at the critical moment. 
um, and he gets broken down, but then he builds himself back up. And in the the, the second half of this the show, he uh, becomes a legitimate starter, um, and he he works. They work their way through the spring tournament, um, all the way to the finals again, which is where the uh, the show leaves off. And then at, at the end of the show, they announce that this is going to be coming back next year with a second season <sighs> focusing on their their match at the prefectural finals <laughs> because hey haikyuu did it and it worked out pretty well so we can do that too right yeah, exactly um so obviously i was skimming in broad broad brush strokes with this show um but really it just it, it in terms of the characters it follows it really only follows the development of sakamoto and kazuma um, so yeah. I think if we're going to have any discussion about what the show's trying to do, um, and we can also talk about whether it does any other thing it's, it's trying to do, we need to start with Sakamoto. Um, right. So do you want to talk about sort of what the show's trying to communicate with the way they structure his character? Okay, so the whole thing about Tsukamoto is that there's one line that sums him up, that sums him up just so beautifully and so perfectly, which is... He runs a lot. Yeah. This is something that care. It became something a joke of a joke in the first season between us to just note the moment anytime the line he runs a cl- he runs a lot pops up because it's always said with just this sort of curious fascination. Like, oh, well, that's interesting. I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone who um, runs a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, he's not even necessarily good at it. He's just... He just does it a lot. And people are very impressed with the amount he can do it. And so the entire thing about this series is what it's saying is that if you work hard, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the problem with that. The series never gets into the nitty-gritty about what he actually learns from it. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, it just shows him in indefinitely running laps, being exhausted and miserable and having terrible running form all the time. Right. Like, this is a series... It's a very common theme in most sports series. It's the whole idea of, like, hard work versus, like, natural talent. And the series is trying to draw this parallel between Tsukamoto, this very hardworking young man, uh, versus Jin, you know, Cosmo, this... Yeah. Blo- uh, Kazuma, yeah. I think it's like Jin Kazuma yeah, yeah, yeah. is his full name. Right. And his whole thing is that, you know, he's this very talented soccer player, but he doesn't want to put forth the effort. But Tsukamoto sort of teaches him, hey, I could maybe I should try and work a little bit harder in my life. Again, it's not necessarily a an uncommon theme. In fact, it's literally the basis of almost every single sports story. Right. The problem here is that what's fun about watching this underdog succeed you know this this not terribly talented person uh succeed through their hard work we generally go on something of a journey we kind of learn with this character about how this game is played and how that affects their play style Mm -hmm. and with Sukamoto, we don't get that at all well he never actually learns to play soccer which is a major issue with the show yeah Exactly. Like, he doesn't actually learn how to play the game. He just runs laps. He runs laps, and he magically gets good at it. Even though the series actually kind of points out that he doesn't even know how to play. You know, one of the big pivotal moments, it's big uh, 
first half closer was the fact that, you know, he makes it up to the, uh, you know, he gets a shot at goal and he completely and utterly misses it. Yeah. Yet the team has also, for some reason, decided that they need to keep using so- Sukamoto. Yeah. Um, and that's that's sort of an interesting running thing where he, despite his own objections, is included from the very beginning of the show in the starting roster along with people who've been playing for years, beating out people who've been playing for years. Um, and the show doesn't really have any interest in explaining that. It just asserts that the team can't win without Sakamoto. Uh, they do mention it at one point in the second half of the series. They mention that their whole strategy with Sukamoto is that they wanted a character who was so bad that they could, like, kind of sneak him around. It was something along the lines of nobody would pay attention to him, so he'd be something of a dark horse. But, again, he's not a good player. Yeah, like, why not do that with a different freshman who they also... You know, the other team has no expectations for who the other team's never seen before, who's actually capable of shooting a soccer ball into an open goal. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, this is not... We see this in a lot of shows like something like Ace of the Diamond, where you have this kind of underdog plucky character in uh, Sawamura who who tries to build himself onto the team. And even when he gets on, he's kind of seen as just this reserve player... But situations occur which force him out onto the team, like, to actually, like, go out and play on the team. Sukamoto doesn't really have that. He's pretty much just... I think he goes, like, one game where he's just sitting on the bench, and then pretty much from there, he's almost always playing. Uh And not only that, it's not just this sort of, okay, well, we're out of options, let's throw him out there and see what happens. It's a... It's like, no, he's a pivotal part of our strategy. We cannot do this without him. Well, that's the thing, is they also never really have substitutions. Like, it... it yeah! The, the, this is a brief digression, I hope, but Daze has... And I, I didn't play soccer in high school or anything, but even I could tell, Daze has a dramatically unrealistic depiction of the sport. Yeah! Like, there are situations where we have characters that have three, four people defending them at one time. And the series, I think in the, own, in the series' own head, it's thinking, oh, you know, this is going to be the cool moment where the character shows, like, he's this he's this good that they can't, that he can, like, deal with four people about at once. That's, like, a completely unrealistic strategy. Yeah, the entire like, defense is mobbing one guy. Is mobbing one guy and not, it's like, and just letting all the other characters run free? Like, I don't... Again, the series, uh... Matt, you had a pretty good description of what this series is like uh, watching a game. Yeah, I mean, uh, originally, as I started to watch, you know, they have this mobbing tendency. It felt like they were depicting soccer the way that five-year-olds play it. You know, they they just have everybody follows the ball. There's no technique to it. There's no strategy. It's just kick the ball, follow the ball, mob on the person with the ball. Uh, that's about as deep into the technique as we get with this stupid show. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I don't understand how they could do that because, I mean, we don't really follow soccer, but soccer's a pretty well-known and popular sport. Yeah. Like, most people know how it's roughly played, so I don't understand how it could come out of it thinking that that was a good idea. Well, they also have a, have a tendency to use rough play as a 
dramatic device. <laughs> um, so there will be teams that play rough or intentionally attack people, physically attack Seiseki, and they never get fouls called on them because that's their play style. But then right. at other points, Seiseki will accidentally make contact with another player and they'll get a red card because that that facilitates the drama of the moment. Um, so right. they're not interested in having a consistent application of any rules. Uh, they're just interested in using the rules to further the the drama. But it's in the most ham-fisted and um, like inconsistent way possible. Right. And it it makes it really difficult to judge whether or not Seiseki may or may not actually be very good at the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they, they have this running thing in the series where they keep trying to, like, Seiseki is supposed to already be, like, one of the best teams in the district. Mm-hmm. And yet... At random moments, you'll have characters talking about, it's like, oh, Seiseki, they're not very good. Like, oh, it's Seiseki. Like, ah, they're not going to be a threat for this team. It's like, but I thought they're supposed to be one of the top teams in the district. Why is everybody suddenly looking down on them? The series can't seem to make up what its mind whether or not it's actually any good at the game. Well, yeah, and that that's the thing. They always talk about how Mizuki, who is the team captain, is going to be on the national team when he graduates high school, and how Seiseki has this tradition of winning. Um, later in the show, they refer to Seiseki as one of the big, the, the fearsome four, that's the word. Yeah, um, yeah. In, in the prefecture, one of the four best teams. And yet, even in, in the, the final episode... Uh, all the Keogawara fans are shocked at the idea that Keogawara would lose to lowly Seiseki. Um, you know, this team that was just assembled two years ago by their own admission versus, like, this team with this history of soccer. Yeah. So, basically, the rules are applied whenever it's convenient, and also that whenever it's convenient for Seiseki to be a dominant school and intimidate other people, it's a dominant school. Whenever it's convenient for right. them to be an underdog, they're an underdog. And no one really looks askance at any of it. Um, yeah. I want to come back a little bit to Sakamoto as a character, because one of, one of our issues is just how illogically he's used in the show. You know, he is relied upon by this team, even though he's terrible at soccer. Um, everyone talks about how much they love him and how great he is for working so hard, even though he's still not better than any of the other first years at the thing he's doing. Um, and the only argument that we could come up with is that Sakamoto is not supposed to be a realistic character. He's supposed to be a self-insert for the reader. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is a character who is just... He's such a good person that... There's this amazing moment in the second half of the series where Sukamoto finds his own strategy. And his big strategy is to have so little ego that he doesn't care about scoring or anything like that. He wants to become like the char- the the player who can who gets the ball for everybody else. Yeah. For them to score, because he does, he's not so arrogant or ego, egotistical as to have to, like, monopolize the ball. He doesn't have that greed for the sport. Yeah. And it's like, that just sounds like having a decent player, like... It, it's, it's, it is weird, because it assumes that 
every normal soccer player is someone who insists on getting all the goals. Which is ridiculous, because even if you just look at the makeup of a team, the majority are not forwards. And forwards score the majority of the goals, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, again, not a pro on soccer, but I know enough to know that the people whose job it is to score goals score most of the goals. Um, and I don't know. It, it, it blows me away that everyone at the training camp, sort of at the beginning of the, the second half of this show was shocked and impressed by Sukamoto's selflessness as being this thing that yeah. set him apart. Like, that's the yeah. easiest thing to emulate. Right, right? And But it's not only just that. The series itself turns around and makes it a big deal then when Sukamoto scores a goal. Because mm-hmm. uh, right after they do that, they have him... Like, he doesn't get the goals, but he's the one who makes the definitive goal at the end of that game. Not only that, but Sukamoto himself, at the very end of the series, finds himself weeping because he wasn't able to score a goal in the game that they won, that everybody was giving him credit for in the first place. Yeah, it can't make up its mind on whether he's it, he should be allowed to score goals or whether he has no interest in scoring goals. because like. But that's the thing, the... because it goes back to the whole thing that he's like a self-insert. He doesn't, like... He... He's just, he's this good of a person that he has to sacrifice his own glory for the team. And yet, he still has to be, yet, because he's a self-insert, he has to still be the one who scores the goals, even though he's trying to give that up. Yeah, and it's weird because, like you said, at the very end of the show, he's crying because he failed to score a goal. So, it's not clear... Eventually, they they clarify that a lot of his utility is that because he's not scoring goals, he's up front and he's able to intercept a lot of balls on uh, the other team's side and give the team uh, give Seiseki a second chance to score a goal. So he's really there to be an offensive defender, and that's one of the few right. things they said that was coherent. Um, and you're like, okay, great. Now I understand why Sakamoto is being used the way he is. And yet, he's devastated at the fact that he didn't score any goals, so it seems like he is accidentally doing the correct strategy. And in his own head, he still wants to be a striker who's scoring all the goals, even though his own team doesn't value him doing that because there's other people who are better at it. Yeah, and it's just, you mentioned this, I think we, we mentioned this on the most recent episode of our podcast, where it's like, this is not healthy behavior for, like, because he keeps thinking he's not good enough, despite the fact, he keeps beating himself up over this, over the fact that he's not able to score a goal, despite the fact that everybody is giving him credit for this game. Mm-hmm. Like... He's not able to accept the fact that, and he's like, and the series is idealizing this mentality. Yeah, it's idealizing his sort of um, beating himself over the head. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things where he he's a self insert, not just because of the way he approaches the game and how great he is, but how much everyone else loves him. Um, right. And so what what you see is that there's really no character that dislikes Sakamoto, there, which yeah. isn't a, a bad thing in itself. Sports anime are allowed to have people who like each other. 
but it's that <laughs> it's that every conversation for everyone in this show is either with Sukamoto or about Sukamoto. Um, so, Early in the yeah. series, they try to establish that Kimishita doesn't really like him, but again, that episode is really about uh, Sukamoto winning over Kimishita. Exactly. It, no, it, it never lasts. As soon as anybody who dislikes him has their half an episode where they deal with Sukamoto, they see the error of their ways and they become Sukamoto fanboys. Um, right. So, and there's you know there's very few female characters in this show, which is not that uncommon. Um, but the two female characters that are in it are both like fixated on Sukamoto. So yeah, he has, exactly. He has his childhood f- friend Sayuri, who is just just so happy for Sukamoto with everything he does, and even though she wants to spend more time with him, she gives up that privilege so he can stay with his soccer friends. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know why I'm supposed to care about this. Um, and then... Well, because she shows up in like two episodes, the very first episode, and then in the season open, the the second season opener, yeah. or the second half opener. Yeah. Um, and then you have Ubikata, who's the uh, this sort of stoic high school girl who Sakamoto so impresses with his willingness to run a lot that she becomes the team manager and always wants to support him after that. And you're like, okay, so there's these two girls who are passively in love with him, but will never do anything about it. Um, and then he, he also manages to convert Kazuma, who is this, <laughs> you know, so you're like, okay, well, Kazuma's in love with him too. He's just the best, and they're just best friends. They try and establish how much they're best friends, but you never actually see them spend any time with each other. You never see them have any conversations about anything other than the fact that they both enjoy soccer and playing together. Um, one of one of the one of the real issues with this show is that it has very little interest in developing any of its characters. Yeah, basically, like it, we get a little on Jin, and then it's all Sukamoto. It's all about how Sukamoto just completely improves their general lives. Yeah, but you still don't actually have any understanding of where Sukamoto came from. You don't really understand right. his background. You get an episode about how like, they just passively throw out the fact that his dad died when he was looking for their lost dog. And and, right. and and Sakamoto says like, well, you know, that's life. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it's like screw you. Yeah, exactly. No one reacts to their parents like dying by saying, well, right. what are you gonna do? It's like you're an eleven. Well, what are you gonna do? He was looking for my dog. What? Exactly. You're an eleven-year-old kid. That's not how you react. Don't lie. Um, and so <laughs> they just throw in like suddenly. Um, Random characters will show up. His mom will show up for half an episode and then be gone for 12, you know? There's no consistency with his development. And really, that's that's the issue with all the characters, is that they're all about one inch deep. Because everyone gets about half an episode where they get to interact with Sakamoto. And you get to see a couple facts about them and get an idea of who the other players are. And then you never talk to them again. You just see them from the side. So... It, it tries to develop everyone and therefore develops no one uh, because yeah. everyone is only developed in their relationship to Sakamoto and they're I... never developed independently. And it's, like, it's one of the most striking things is because one of the ways the series uh, introduces these characters is that they basically throw them out there like we're already supposed to know them. Mm-hmm. But the series itself knows that we don't know them because it has to describe them. Like, one of the best ones I remember was when the series was starting back up for its second half. 
we had uh, the introduction of Usui, the assistant captain mm-hmm. to Kimishita, not Kimishita, uh, Mizuki. Yeah. Who, uh, and they're like, and they're just talking to him as normal. And it's like, why have we never met Usui up until this point? Mm-hmm. Because he's a pretty important character to the t- entire dynamic to the team. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of characters that were entirely absent in the first half of the show that they introduced right. you know, and they had character introductions in episode like 17 yeah and and this goes for the other schools too so one of one of the big issues is that this show never introduces the opponents for Seiseki until they're about to play them so yeah the the issue is that you have no sense of how good any other team is because you don't know anything about them until right before Seiseki plays them and then all the show can do is assert like oh well like Kayogawara is really good they're a really good team believe you me but you've never <laughs> heard anything about them before you've never seen them play before you've never heard how they competed against any other team you've seen before so you just have to take it at face value but you have no reason to believe the show when it asserts how good all right. the teams they're playing are I mean, something that a lot of sports series do, they'll introduce uh, they'll introduce teams, something as, like, like a rival school. Like, they'll try and establish some rivalry between two schools in, like, a brief game. Or they'll, uh, or what they'll end up doing is they'll have them play a different team that we already know is supposed to be relatively strong and have that team overcome them to kind of show their real ranking. It's like, oh, you know, that's how much of a threat they are because they can beat this team this handily. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And so what ha- and but uh, Days doesn't do that at all. They're just sort of thrown into these games with the assumption of no, no, they're the real good school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You're like, wait, so suddenly Kyogawara is good. Oh, well, sure, they're good, but actually, you know who's better than them? Toen Academy. You're like, okay, but why? We've never heard anyone talk about Toen Academy before. It's like, well, that's because they were in another division. Uh, you you used to think that Sakuhai was the best because they beat you in the, the first half of the show, but they're not the best. Actually, Toen's the best. But you know who else is the best? Seiken. So we're going to have a practice match against Seiken, and you're going to barely beat them, but you know who's actually better than... You know, it just goes in this loop where it's totally unclear right. who's good, who's bad, and it's, it's all really week to week and whatever suits the quote-unquote dramatic needs of the show um and you know it's uh funny that you bring up the whole thing about the practice games too because like a lot of the major games in the series that that have like the most stakes behind them are the practice games mm-hmm. and uh what, what... like the big one was uh the one against Saken. sorry go on oh no you're you're, you're totally right it's the the biggest example is that match in the beginning of the second half of this show against Seiken, and what bothers me is that no character at any point says, hey guys, like, maybe let's lighten up and just treat this as a learning opportunity because it's a practice match, which is what you should be saying because it is, but everyone just asserts that they need to win, they work as hard as possible, Cosma ends up injuring himself and trying to play through an injury in a practice oh. match. Oh! <laughs> you know, I had never even made that connection before until you just mentioned it. It's like, yeah, he put out all this effort and got injured in a practice match and basically takes him out for the entire rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rest of the show, he's sitting on the sidelines because he tried to play through, like, tearing something in his ankle. 
because he wanted to impress his mom, who, again, like every character, was introduced randomly in the episode itself. Um, uh, but they're gonna they're gonna reconnect next winter, so it'll be fine. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> that's the, there's too many stupid lines in this show for me to even break it down. But the dialogue is terrible. Um, there's no consistency. Uh, the they try to build up Kazuma as being a counterpoint to Sakamoto of saying like, oh, Kazuma is a natural at soccer, but he needs to learn to work hard. So he needs to learn from Sakamoto to work hard and enjoy the game uh, instead of just naturally passively being good at it. Um, but they sort of establish that as a lesson so fast that it's not really clear where Kazuma's character goes. So they try to introduce his mom to give him more development. But that, again, he just resolves it's, it almost immediately by deciding that he wants to be friends with Sakamoto no matter what, <laughs> which is the conclusion to every issue for every character. Even the, the reconciliation with his mother is solved by Sukamoto. Exactly. Him, him and his mother managed to get back together by their mutual love of Sakamoto. Um, there's, there's so, there's, the only good thing about this, this show is critiquing it, I think. Um, yeah. There, there's very little that stands out, like, there's very, like, the memorable scenes, or the memorable, you know, the, the, the stuff I think of is only stuff that I joke with you about. You know, there's nothing that I felt like made a real impact there's very few things that did well i mean you you commented that like half the time when they actually try to show soccer being played it looks like it's ps2 animation um, <laughs> cg it's just really bad they they can't fully animate any scene um all right. the dramatic moments are pans over still shots because they have no budget um it's very unclear who this show is for um and i i just clearly it's doing well enough to get a second season but i just don't know who's i don't know i i i i I, this this works on no level for me (laughs) Um, yeah i'd be interested to see in what ways it does work for people but i don't i don't get it yeah no uh i would not recommend this to anybody unless I don't know, if you get together and do, like, a bad movie night with people, if that's something, or, you know, like, a bad anime night, if that's your thing, mm-hmm. may, like, maybe watch, like, a few episodes of this. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, and just have fun, like, making fun of it, and, like, I don't know, like, turn a party into it. Mm-hmm. I... This... The only thing I know about the fandom of this series is I'm pretty sure it appeals to people who are into, like, male-on-male pairings, like the sort of, like, well, the yeah. yaoi I mean, that's, that's That's most male-centric, uh, well, sports shows that feature an all-male cast. You know, yeah. try to, but but that's, that's the thing with this show. It doesn't even build up the shipping relationships. <laughs> right. There's no consistency. There's no emphasis. The, the, the animation isn't good enough for it to indicate any of them being it, attractive right uh there i mean there's one kind of hilarious scene where uh mizuki cradles sukamoto in his arms yeah after he gets like the wind knocked out of it right and that and it's like and that's relatively early so you think oh this is something they're gonna build up like the mizuki and sakamoto versus um sakamoto and Kazuma, but they never actually bring it back up again because this show has no idea what it's doing so i'm with you I recommend this show to no one um, except someone who wants to uh, have an inside joke with their friends about how bad days is. 
Um, yeah. So, do you have any parting remarks, Mac, before we uh, wrap this up? Screw days! <laughs> yeah, um, and I am going to enjoy the interlude before it comes back to haunt our <laughs> lives once again with season two. Oh, I'm looking forward to it a little bit, to be honest, but... Yeah, it is a special, special show it, in all the worst ways. You know, in a weird way, it kind of unified us. Mm-hmm. This is... Like, it, it, it... It was a, it was an interesting bonding experience for us, I think. Yeah, I agree, and it was definitely a sh- one of the few shows where we always had the same opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Matt, I think that we're go- we're good on time for this one. I appreciate you joining me, and uh, if you oh, could anytime, uh, do me a favor and hit the credits. Absolutely. Our logo design is by James Ratcliffe. The theme song is Under Star by Shocking Lemon, covered and performed by Luke Bartka. You can follow Koshiancast on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and our email is koshiancast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates on the best and worst in sports anime, and until next time, keep training. Keep training.